Today we have our second in a series of sermons on responses to the Jesus message. Over three weeks, we'll look at four responses. Last week, we looked at the fact that some people heard Jesus' message and were offended. Today, the title of the message is Entertained. And our text comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 17 through 20. Mark 6, 17 through 20. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, help us to listen to you. Lord, I pray that we will enjoy what we hear, but more than that, I pray that we will be transformed by what we hear so that we might live lives more like yours. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Last week, we talked about Jesus' visit to his hometown of Nazareth. When he returned to his hometown people, he shared a message of grace and hope. They should have been excited about his visit. They should have enjoyed it. They should have been proud about the the young preacher making it big, coming home. You would think they would have been entertained by his words. But those who knew Jesus best were angered by his message. The ones who should have enjoyed the sermon took great offense. Herod, on the other hand, should have been offended. Uh, He should have been offended by John's preaching because John was calling him out. Herod had married his brother's wife. Well, Leviticus 18.16 forbids that. It forbids the marrying of a brother's wife. And so John accused Herod, the ruler, of breaking God's law. He called Herod to repentance. That message should have offended Herod. It certainly offended his wife, Herodias. Now, she was mad about it. She wanted to kill John because of his message. And at least that makes sense. You understand why she would be upset at being named in John's preaching. But Herod protected John. What an odd response. Uh, Herod protected John from his own wife, Herodias, because he believed John was righteous and holy. And the text says that Herod liked to listen to John, that he enjoyed the messages. John's sermons entertained Herod. I'm suggesting in this series that people respond to Jesus' message in at least four different ways. Some were offended, as we talked about last week. Uh, Others are entertained by the Jesus message, like Herod, and like another guy that you'll be familiar with, Benjamin Franklin. Franklin believed religion was important for teaching virtue. He thought it was important for a civil society but he didn't really identify himself as an Orthodox Christian. Early in his life, in fact, Franklin identified as a deist, someone who believes that there is a creator who started everything, who set the world in motion, but then got out of the way and let natural forces take control. Later, he adjusted somewhat from that, but he never fully embraced Orthodox Christianity. 
but he did love listening to the famous early Methodist preacher George Whitfield. George Whitfield was a contemporary of, of Wesley's, and, and many argue that he was a much better preacher even than Wesley. And Franklin loved to go and listen to the Reverend Whitfield. He was entertained by his message. In fact, he even reluctantly supported Whitfield's ministry. Writing in his own autobiography, Ben Franklin says this, I happened soon after to attend one of his sermons, that is, one of Whitfield's sermons, in the course of which I perceived he intended to finish with a collection, and I silently resolved he should get nothing from me. I had in my pocket a handful of copper money, three or four silver dollars, and five pistoles, that's a Spanish coin, in gold. As he proceeded, I began to soften and concluded to give the coppers. Another stroke of his oratory made me ashamed of that and determined to give the silver. He finished so admirably that I emptied my pocket wholly into collector's dish, gold and all. See, Benjamin Franklin didn't fully believe Whitfield's message, but he was persuaded to do something and reluctantly supported Whitfield's ministry. At another time, Franklin even invited uh, Whitfield into his home, but that exchange tells us something about the difference in being entertained or going further. Again, from from uh, in Franklin's own words, the following instance will show something of the terms on which we stood. Upon one of his arrivals from England at Boston, he wrote to me, that is, Whitfield wrote to me, that he should soon come to Philadelphia, but knew not where he could lodge when there as he understood his old kind host, Mr. Benezet, was removed to Germantown. My answer was, you know my house. If you can make shift with its scanty accommodations, you will be most heartily welcome. He replied that if I made the offer for Christ's sake, I should not miss of a reward. And I returned, don't let me be mistaken. It was not for Christ's sake, but for your sake. We get a glimpse into who Franklin was in that little exchange that he loved Whitfield and he loved being entertained by him and he was making an offer for Whitfield's sake, not for Christ's sake. Ultimately, Benjamin Franklin enjoyed Whitfield's message without going further, without taking the next step of faith. Uh, in the final analysis, Franklin was not fully convinced of Whitfield's message. Uh, late in life, he, he wrote again to a Mr. Stiles about his faith. And here again are Franklin's own words. Here is my creed, Franklin wrote to Stiles. I believe in one God, creator of the universe, that he governs it by his providence, that he ought to be worshiped, that the most acceptable service to render to him is doing good to his other children, that the soul of man is immortal and will be treated with justice in another life, respecting its conduct in this. As for Jesus of Nazareth, I think the system of morals and religion, as he left them to us, the best the world ever saw. But I have some doubts to his divinity. Though it is a question I do not dogmatism upon, having never studied it, and think it is needless to busy myself with it now, where I expect soon an opportunity of knowing this truth with less trouble. Uh, Franklin died only a few weeks after sharing that, where I suppose he did discover the truth uh, in a more obvious fashion. Uh, 
the deity of Jesus was crucial to Whitfield's preaching. Whitfield was preaching that Jesus is God incarnate, the Son of God come into the world. Franklin was entertained, but he was not convinced. Reminds me a little bit of Herod, although Herod was a uh, a much uh, a much worse character. Herod was entertained. He believed John was righteous and holy. He enjoyed listening to John's sermons. Now, who knows what could have developed? Had he been able to listen to John for a much longer period of time, perhaps he would have been persuaded, but that was not to be the case. He was entertained, but entertainment was not enough. Herodias finally got her way. At a big feast, she used her daughter, Salome, to entice Herod through dance, uh, through wine and 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 Salome's dance, uh, Herod was so persuaded to offer Salome a gift, anything she might ask for up to half of his kingdom. Uh, following her mother's advice, Salome asked for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Herod was greatly disturbed by the request, but he had backed himself into the corner. There wasn't much he could do without embarrassing himself or breaking his own word. So Herod consented, and John was beheaded. Herod was entertained by John's preaching, but ultimately he was ruled by his own violence. It's not enough to be entertained. Now, like most preachers, I hope people enjoy the preaching. We really do work hard at our craft. We do the best that we can to tell the story in a way that people will hear and believe. I hope that it's a good enough message to keep people coming back. I hope that over time, as people listen week in and week out, that uh, the sermons be become a positive influence on faith. I hope that this story that we tell a thousand different ways might make a positive change in people's lives. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the message. I certainly hope that you do. But let's not stop with entertainment. Some will hear the Jesus message and take it seriously, but will be offended by it and will refuse to listen and refuse to change. Their offense will get in the way of the message. Some will hear the Jesus message and not take it seriously enough. They'll be entertained by the stories, uh, entertained by the thoughts and the theories, but will never bother to apply them to daily life. They will enjoy the message without embracing the change. How about us? What will we do with the Jesus message this week? I pray that we'll hear. I pray that we'll let Jesus' words take root in our lives. I pray that this message, pray that the Jesus message will cause us to love God more deeply in prayer in worship, in study. I pray that God's words bring us closer to God. And I also pray that this Jesus message prompts us to actively love one another this week, that we treat one another uh, in a more godly way because we believe the message, because we've been transformed by the message that we hear from Jesus. I pray that when we gather next week, we will have done something real with Jesus' words. Amen.